Welcome to GRE Snacks, a snackable episodes about the GRE exam and graduate school admissions. I'm Tyler, the founder of Achievable, and we have an affordable GRE course that includes everything you need to ace your GRE exam. A full textbook, videos on key topics, tons of GRE questions backed by our memory enhancing algorithm, a built-in study planner, machine learning essay grader, and plenty of full-length practice exams. You can try it out for free by going to achievable.me, and if you like it, the code podcast will get you 10% off at checkout. Now, let's get started. Today, we have Priya Bhatia with us uh, from the MBA Exchange. And Priya, I'd love if you could just introduce yourself and your background. Thank you, Tyler. Um, my name is Priya Bhatia, and I have been teaching and tutoring for 17 years. And I got my start with chemistry, physics, and math tutoring. Uh, back in college, I was a chemical physics major, and I just saw how so many students would drop out of classes confused and discouraged. So that kind of sparked my interest in teaching. And from there, I transitioned into test prep. And I have been focusing on the GRE and the GMAT for the past nine years, and they are my favorite tests to teach. I love working with adults who are very motivated and excited about moving on to grad school, and so that's kind of my jam. Um, so I work with the MBA Exchange, and we are a consulting program that helps students get into business school. Fantastic. Um, and so for this episode, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, put and basically we're going to be doing a problem and we're going to explain this problem over audio. Uh, but if you want to follow along, I'm going to host this PDF at the link bit.ly bit.ly slash GRE snacks underscore Priya one. And so we'll see, um, <laughs> I'll put that link in the description of this episode too, if that, if the visual reminder helps you, um, but you should be able to follow along that way, or we'll do our best to explain the problem as we go through it. Um, so Priya, do you want to first, uh, kick us off by what, explaining kind of what type of problem this is and maybe like, you know, how it comes up on the GRE and then we can get into it. Yeah, absolutely. So I definitely would recommend following along with the link just because there's a lot of visuals. So for starters, this is a kind of standard word problem that I see students struggle with again and again when they're preparing for the GRE. And these types of problems tend to throw students because there's a lot of different pieces of information. It can be hard to keep track of the different pieces of information and know how to put them all together to ultimately arrive at a final answer. And so we're going to kind of walk through this problem with a strategy that I like to use with my students to kind of break things down step by step and visualize the pieces um, so that we can then put everything together and ultimately arrive at a final answer. So I'll go ahead and just start by reading the problem. Um, so the problem is a taxi charges $5 for the first quarter mile plus 30 cents for each additional one eighth mile. Maya can spend $53 on a taxi ride. How many miles can Maya travel for $53? Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's the so really problem. It's, it's kind of like a, a rate problem, right? But with, with a chunk carved out at the beginning. Yep. 
Exactly. So this would fall under rate problems. And if you if you look at this problem, this problem doesn't actually require really much of any advanced knowledge of any kind. It doesn't require really complex use of uh, rate formulas or any specific advanced complex knowledge. But what makes this problem especially challenging for a large percentage of students is just the fact that we have a lot of different things going on. So we have a charge for the first quarter mile, then we have 30 cents for each additional one-eighth mile, and then finally the question is asking us how many total miles can Maya travel for $53. And so this is like a perfect example of the abstraction that the GRE will present you. It'll take what seems to be a relatively simple problem and then add layers of complexity that end up kind of leaving students a bit confused and lost on where to get started with. So this is why I selected this problem. I thought this would be a great problem to sort of illustrate a general approach to solving. Great. Yeah. So then what's sort of the first step here? Like just kind of walking people through it. Yeah. So, so one of the things that really makes this problem challenging is again, the fact that we have different units in different parts of the problem. So first we know there's a quarter mile that costs $5.00. Then from there, it's an additional 30 cents per one-eighth mile. And then finally, the question is asking us, what is the total mile? So we have these, these different units. And so the very first step I recommend with a problem like this is to start by just visualizing. Just get it down on paper and try to just understand how the different pieces relate to each other. Um, so if you look at the, the first visual, block one, we can just start by saying that each one-eighth mile costs 30 cents. And how many one-eighth segments are there in one mile? Well, there's eight of them. So we can just kind of start by getting that out there. Um, so we have eight one-eighth segments, and each of those costs 30 cents. And mm -hmm. so then the next step naturally would be to then figure out, because remember, the problem is asking us, how many miles can she travel? And so one-eighth miles isn't going to really help us. But if we translate one-eighth miles into miles, then we can start to get closer to what we're looking for. And so if we have eight one-eighth mile segments and each costs 30 cents, we just do eight times 30 cents. And that means that for the additional miles, she's paying $2.40 for every additional mile. Right. So then you've got kind of, so like basically you're converting the, you're converting the units to be like each other, right? Like the question is asking for miles at the end. So you're converting everything into miles. Luckily, I mean, it's like eighth miles, quarter miles into full miles. So it's not a crazy conversion, but probably a good thing to do in general, if you're dealing with like, you know, how, you know, out of these things, you know, this is so many centimeters, this is so many millimeters, how many meters is it, right? Like getting everything into the same units. Um, you're not going to be asked to memorize crazy conversions like inches to centimeters or anything like that. But definitely, you know, making sure that you're putting stuff in the unit of the answer will help you avoid any like careless errors also. 
Absolutely. Yes. And I think, I don't think you could have said that better, Tyler. (laughs) That's a a perfect way to summarize what we're doing at this step. So basically, seeing that we want to end up in miles means that it's going to be most convenient to take the fact that it's one eighth mile and then translate that into miles. And again, at this stage, we're not doing any crazy kind of math. You don't really need to know anything specific to be able to do this conversion. You just need to kind of think logically. There's going to be eight one-eighth segments. And so then we can say, okay, it's going to be $2.40 for every additional mile. Mm-hmm. So we've got we've got that piece there. And um now we can kind of put everything together because remember that there was that initial charge of $5 for the first quarter mile. So that kind of starts now to throw a little wrinkle in there. So if you look at block three, we can visualize and a quarter mile is twice the area in, in terms of the visual. It's twice the area of the one eighth mile block. So we can see, okay, we've got the first quarter miles. She's paying $5 for that. And then for every additional mile after that, like we calculated, it's going to be $2.40. Okay, so now we kind of have all the, the individual pieces of the problem together. And the next stage from the problem, and this is where a lot of students tend to falter, is they can get up to this point, everything makes sense, they can see it, it's crystal clear, but the next stage is now going about and actually creating the algebraic equation that's going to let us solve for the total miles. Mm-hmm. And this is where this is where people tend to get choked up. So I'll just kind of turn it over to you, Tyler, and just kind of ask you um, at this stage, if you were just looking at this problem, what would sort of be challenging to you in figuring out where to go next? Yeah, I mean, I think that the biggest um, the biggest piece here is essentially you need to separate the two pieces like there's it's it's essentially just like as you said 240 a mile and you have 53 dollars right that would be make a pretty easy problem you just divide 53 by 2.4 and then that's your answer Um, but then there's this kind of exception here right and it gives you a quarter mile but it costs five dollars so I, what I would probably do is I would set up like a two-sided equation where I would say on the one hand, you've got kind of $53 minus the $5 that you start with. And then on the other hand, you have, you know, basically 240 per mile. And so then you would get $48. Um you get $48 from that. And then the, you know, 240 actually divides evenly into 48. And so that'd be 20, right? So then you know that you basically get to go 20 additional miles after the first $5. And then, you know, you're essentially like adding that back in on, on the other side, you say, okay, so, you know, we add back in the first quarter mile and the first, and that, and it costs us $5 to do that. And it's a total of 20 miles and a quarter. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. And that's, um, I love the way you are really kind of keeping it very focused on the actual concrete problem at hand, because here's something I do see again and again, 
where students struggle is they tend to kind of start trying to throw in algebra at this stage. They start introducing variables and writing things, and it gets a little twisted up and a little crazy um, with the letters. And people end up kind of going off course when they focus really heavily on trying to write an algebraic equation. And what you did instead was you kind of took the concrete problem and you reasoned through it step by step very clearly. And you looked at it like breaking it into pieces and keeping it very focused on the actual amounts we have, which is definitely um, a very good and very clear way to get to the answer. I want to actually just take us back one step because this is also, um, aside from the fact that algebra tends to complicate things and kind of take students off course, it's still nonetheless a very useful skill to have with GRE Quant. And overall, um, the more solidly you can write algebraic equations and solve them, overall, the stronger your skills become and the higher the level of quant problems you can solve. So it's kind of like a two-pronged approach. One is the conceptual understanding, which I think you did a great job of explaining, Tyler, is kind of with the actual problem, how to conceptually get to the final answer. But I want to kind of also give us the other piece, which is how do you successfully write an algebraic expression to model this problem? And one of the things that's very useful generally with word problems and with algebraic translations in specific is taking what I call a simple parallel example. So if you have this question, which is, you know, $53 and a total number of miles, that's a larger, a, a rather large amount of miles, and it's hard to sort of visualize it, and it's hard to sort of necessarily calculate it piece by piece. Um, but what you can do is you can just pick like a really simple number, and you can kind of work with that and play around with the different pieces so that you can see how they fit together. Um, so if you look at block four, let's just take a total of one mile traveled, and let's just see if Maya is going to travel one mile in total let's figure out how much you would pay for that one mile. So looking at looking at the picture, we can see, okay, she's going to pay $5 for that first quarter mile. And then the rest of the trip, she's going to be then spending one eighth, or sorry, she's going to spend 30 cents for every one eighth mile. Mm -hmm. So if we're kind of trying to figure out, okay, how much is she going to be traveling at that rate of 30 cents per one eighth mile? We take the total miles, which is one, and we subtract that one-fourth, and that leaves us over three-quarters of a mile. So she's now going to be going um, three-quarters of a mile at 30 cents per one-eighth. And so remember from before, we had calculated that it was $2.40 for a mile, and so she's going to be doing three-quarters of that. And so that's going to give us a dollar eighty for that leg of the trip. Right. So then we look at block five, and we can see okay, five dollars for the first quarter, one eighty for the next three quarters, and then all together we get the total that she traveled for the one mile. So the question is, how does this help us now with the equation? Well, what we did is we literally were able to kind of see piece by piece 
how we navigate through the problem. And then we can use that information to actually string together a general equation that would then apply to any number of miles. So again, when we're writing, so now we can look at block six, we're going to write the algebraic equation and we're going to say, okay, so the very first thing she's going to do is she's going to pay five bucks for that first quarter mile. And then we know that for the rest of the trip, it's going to be $2.40 for every additional mile. But how many miles is she traveling at that rate? Well, she already spent the $5 on the first quarter. So now we're going to do M minus a quarter for the rest of the trip. And so we're going to have $2.40 times M minus a quarter. And then all together, that's going to equal $53. And this is, this is something, again, that I do see students initially struggle with is that, that piece where you say M minus a quarter, just wrapping your head around, like, what does that mean? Why would you say M minus a quarter? Mm -hmm. But again, if you go back to the example that we did with the one mile, we could kind of really see how we had to subtract that first quarter mile to get the remaining duration of the trip. Yeah. And so now we have... Well, what mm -hmm. I was going to say yeah, too sorry. is, I mean, this all this really feels like to me is just, it's like a system of equations that's been combined, right? Because if, if you think about it, this problem is really a system of two equations. The first equation is, you know, one quarter of a mile equals $5. And then the second equation is, you know, $2.40 per mile equals $48, right? Mm -hmm. So you're basically, or no, sorry, it equals $53. And then you subtract the, the first one from the second one. So then that's where the minus a quarter comes in. Yes, absolutely. And I love that way of thinking about it as well. Um, one kind of general takeaway I want to also mention is generally when you're trying to grow your quant skills, learning to look at problems from multiple angles and kind of see the connection. So like doing it one way, maybe very concretely by drawing out a visual. Then number two, um, looking at it like Tyler suggested as two different equations and then combining it. And then number three, having that one compact equation, being able to kind of see those interrelated connections between different approaches absolutely is going to strengthen your skills. So take a problem and don't just look at it from one angle. Try to look at it from multiple angles. And yeah, as, as Tyler said, we're ultimately kind of combining it into one final compact equation. And then we can do some very straightforward algebra from there and get to our final answer of uh, M equals 20.25 miles. Great. Yeah, and then just I I think just as we wrap this up, I'd love to maybe talk about how to decipher word problems in general, right? Like, how do you feel, or what do you feel like are sort of some key things to remember as you're dealing with um, word problems and making sure that you're you know not getting tripped up and and doing them incorrectly. So I think the word problems. <clears throat> Again, the thing that tends to confuse students the most and take them off track is 
trying to get lost in algebra land. I call it, you know, algebra land because a lot of times people's first inclination when they see a problem like this is to start just putting down letters and start kind of like, you know, saying, okay, like I've got M miles and then, you know, I've got $5 for the first. And then you end up seeing people sort of go off course and start combining things in incorrect ways. And so my my first suggestion generally with word problems like this, with algebraic translation problems, is to really stay very, very closely focused on the actual concrete pieces of information and to work with them very conceptually. And I like I like what you did, Tyler, where you kind of said, okay, we're starting with $53, but we spend that $5 right off the bat for the cur- for the first quarter miles. Mm-hmm. And so you subtracted that $5. And doing that is going to get you a lot further than if you just immediately start writing down letters. Because I just, <laughs> I see time and again, people kind of get very twisted up and tangled up with letters. And so keep it very focused. Um, the second thing is visualize. Don't be afraid when you're, when you're training yourself, when you're learning. So obviously this is a little different from when you actually take the GRE. When you actually take the GRE, you're under the clock and you really kind of have to get in and solve things in the most efficient way and move on to other problems. Um, but when you're training yourself, don't be afraid to really take the time to deeply thoroughly conceptually understand a problem inside and out. And a lot of times that can involve drawing things out, visualizing, like getting the different pieces of the problem on paper and being able to see. Like with this problem, it's very abstract if you just think, you know, 30 cents for every one eighth mile, and it can be almost impossible to really conceptually understand what does that mean. But if you look at our diagrams, we actually have written the quarter mile as double the size of the one-eighth mile segments, and we have all the different segments written out. So it's easier to kind of wrap your mind around what's going on with the problem. Um, So don't be afraid to draw things out. Don't be afraid to label things and keep it very tightly aligned with the actual problem when you're solving it the first time. Once you have an idea of how to get to the answer and you get to an answer, then I can suggest that it makes sense to go back now and actually try to um, construct an algebraic equation. But I wouldn't just immediately jump into starting to write letters and things down because ultimately that ends up leading people to a lot of confusion. Yeah. Well, I also think that um, you can always just write it out, actually. Like you could just write the word miles. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't like letters are just there to make things easier and faster to deal with but like you can just use actual miles if you really want yeah and and one other thing too is i see like 95 percent of students when they see a problem like this and they they want to use letters to represent i like the idea of writing miles because again it's more concrete but if you are writing an equation use m don't use X and Y. Everybody wants to use X and Y. That's always like the favorite things. Like, and some problems, there's so many variables. It's like you have X, Y, and Z, but it becomes harder. The more complex the problem, it becomes harder to keep track of 
what letters represent what. And so it's always a great idea to use letters that represent what you're looking for. If it's miles, use M. If it's time, use T. If it's students, use S. If it's apples, use A. Just generally a helpful approach. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much. This has been GRE Snacks, hosted by Tyler from Achievable with Priya Bhatia from MBA Exchange. And Achievable has a great online GRE course you can try for free by visiting achievable.me and use the code podcast to get 10% off at checkout.